Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio's ESL Podcast, man. Today, and to top off the month of wonderful April, man, we're going to be talking about success and change. I'm going to read an article out, okay, so you can practice your listening, your note-taking, and then you'll be able to answer some questions, right? So what I'm going to do is read about a company which makes things by the name of Satchel. A Satchel is kind of like a purse that has those two lapels and a nice little bronze thing where you could open and close it. You know, it's kind of like a belt, right? And so again, you could look that up on Google Satchel as in S-A-T-C-H-E-L. But that's what we're going to be talking about today and how, you know, you come up from humble beginnings uh, and simple beginnings. Humble beginnings meaning, you know, wow, I was very humble the way I had come up. And I'm going to be discussing that after this article. But um, that's what we're going to be discussing today. So we got two questions that you need to answer while, of course, I speak this out loud. If you want the entire article, make sure you tune into my Business English Podcast badge and you will get a free hour of coaching every month you are enrolled in there. All right. So again, two questions. A satchel is the leather bag which children traditionally use to carry their books to school. Why do you think they became fashionable? Can you think of any other examples of this kind of trend? And B, the founder of the company was not very ambitious at the beginning. Is this typical of business people who are rich and successful? So what we're going to do, we're going to read this article, and then you're going to think of what do you think the title of this article means, such as from Simple Beginnings. So there's a big, nice little brand sign over to the left, and it says, From Kitchen Table to Global Fashion Brand. Now, the article goes a little something like this. Julie Dane started her business at home with 600 pounds. Now she has received an investment of 21 million to help sell her bags worldwide. See, the Cambridge Satchel Company has received an investment of that much, okay, to break into China only five years after it was started by a mother of two in her kitchen. Julie Dean and her mother, Frida Thomas, set up the company in their Cambridgeshire home in 2008 with a budget of only 600 pounds, which is basically $1,000, right? Dean was reading her children the Harry Potter books at that time and couldn't find high-quality satchels like the one owned by Harry, right? Obviously in the movie Harry Potter. So Cambridge Satchel Company had grown quickly right after that because the bags are popular with celebrities and fashion designers, right? The satchels have appeared in TV hit shows and the brand has also worked with fashion label Com Div. I can't even pronounce French, I'm so sorry. But uh, last October, Cambridge Satchel Company launched a line designed by Vivian Westwood. Now, I don't know much about any of this, right? But we're gonna get to the root cause and the, and the overall meaning of this, but let's keep it going. The growth means the company is expected to have sales of more than 15 million pounds this year and london-based venture capital firm index ventures is investing 21 million to help the expansion so dean at the age of 47 said the investment would allow the firm to increase the staff at its leicester factory from 50 to 100 within the next 12 months all the company bags are handmade in the uk dean who has been in talks with potential investors for two years, said Index Ventures' digital expertise was a key to the deal. Online growth is the backbone of the business. 
I started this with just a website. And so British Prime Minister at the time, David Cameron, okay, as opposed to the fool that's there right now, invited Dean to accompany him on a trade visit to China last month alongside representatives from firms such as Rolls-Royce and BP. She says the trip has given her the confidence to tackle the market. Before that visit, the Chinese market seemed so complicated, but she feels now that she understands how to do it properly. Jizupi Zolko co-founder and partner at Index Ventures, called Cambridge Satchel Company one of Europe's most exciting entrepreneurial stories. So there are two things here. Online growth is the backbone of the business. She started with just a website. That's number one. But the one before that was the fact that she started this in her kitchen. And she found a need and she filled it. This is exactly how companies have started. So if we look at it this way, people, simple beginnings, humble beginnings, whatever it may be, one of my biggest achievements, and this is the question for you too, write down what is your biggest achievement? Shine some limelight on what you've actually been able to achieve. But I'm gonna go so far to say that one of my biggest achievements had to be doing, um, a podcast because I had no idea the true potential of me and, you know, basically having a podcast in general. Now, again, I could go back and talk about all the wonderful things in regards to track and field, the failures, the successes, going to Australia, moving to Australia, working as a dental assistant, uh, overcoming, uh, you know, the things that I've had to overcome here. But honestly, look at my success right now. Let me give you an example of this. My name is my brand, and all of you must be aware of that, right? Because whatever you put online, it could end up being inspirational and looked at by hundreds of thousands of people around the world, or it might just be digital dirt that might hang on you forever. And if you do end up becoming famous, or if you do end up becoming a prominent name in your field of endeavor, somebody might say, oh, but you said this 10 years ago, such as what happened to the actor and comedian Kevin Hart, right? And he ended up losing a lot of things because somebody, a troll, an online troll, went all the way back to one of his tweets back in 2009 and said, oh, my God, he's homophobic, homophobic. Get it? You understand what I'm saying? Now, we're talking about the online world, but we're also talking about achievements. I had no idea. From making a personal development podcast in 2016 that I would end up making an ESL podcast, right? March 27th of 2018 was the inception of that. And I brought a couple of people on. I remember the very first interviews. You guys may have heard it before. Kim Kim. Kim Kim of Thailand. A, a just lovely individual. Unfortunately, Kim Kim has gone through things that most human beings have gone through. And she's overcoming a lot of depression and stuff. But she still has that fire in her to become an entrepreneur. And luckily, her family is a wonderful backbone. But when she was under my wings from 2015 all the way leading up to about 2017 before she moved to Singapore at the age of 16 to get her bachelor degree by the age of 18, she was so devoted. She was so driven. She was so many things. She was just a remarkable individual. Loved her like I do my next breath. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because her biggest achievement and my biggest achievement was looking at her true potential and seeing that she 
should not stay in this country because this country will not expand what she is already like what she already is she would have to go to singapore to expand and once she got there when i saw her and we did that podcast that you guys may have heard it's my i think it was right around my birthday may 15th may 14th of 2008 kim ken and i we were sitting in my hotel and we did an amazing podcast and I had people from all around the world, including Turkey and other places say, you know, that was such a true inspiration here in that podcast. And that podcast went viral. And when that podcast went viral, I said, oh my God, places like Togo, Tonga, all these places. Oh, we're talking hundreds of countries. We're listening to that podcast. And I'm like, okay, what was it about this podcast that was so good? So going into 2018, I started interviewing other people. They weren't such big hits, but again, I already had a little bit of a, a pretty good foundation at that time. Averaging, I don't know, it could be anywhere between 20 to 50 plays an episode. And so I kept bringing people on to share their stories in 2019. Although a lot of these people I never got back in contact with, and it was very just like, Okay, let's just come on. Let's talk about a couple things and that's it. But I bring people on who have a lot more rather than the interviews that I did probably two years ago. But then I started bringing on TOEFL and I started talking about TOEFL. And again, remember, keep in mind, IELTS and TOEIC was already on my podcast. And I saw that those numbers, especially TOEIC, were climbing like crazy. So I remember... Recall one of my uh, students, Mook Dow, who I just saw at the mall just a few weeks ago. Big shout out to Mook Dow. She was like, Arsenio, and then we were talking, and she was the person who introduced me to one of her friends in her class at Modern Day High School here in Bangkok, Thailand. She's like, oh, my friend needs help with IELTS. So she signed up with me. Another friend needs help with IELTS. Okay, she signed up with me. And then that friend had a, uh, what is it, a sister who went to the best university in Thailand, Chulalongkorn, debatable. And, you know, she was like, hey, can you teach me TOEFL IBT? To that point, I never taught TOEFL IBT. But then I started dissecting it. I started teaching her it. And then I started putting some little, like, little snippets onto my podcast, whether it was TOEFL IBT or TOEFL ITP. I would put, like, online coaching that I was doing with, like, in the middle of the classroom. And I would record the voices. And we would go, you know, walk ourselves through it and, those podcasts ended up getting a thousand plays very quickly. So I said, man, I found another niche. And then that niche quickly turned into what happened last year in the month of July, my first online client. And since then I've had over a dozen. And since then now my blog went from in 2018, having maybe about 30 views a day to going up to maybe 50 to 70. And then I think probably towards the end of last year, I started averaging somewhere around 100 a day. So maybe in a 30-day calendar month, it would go just under, it would be just under maybe about, oh man, about 80, 80, like 80 visitors or 80 views, uh, you know, for only three times, right? Now it never goes under 150. It's always above 150. Now I'm averaging 200. I just had 300 and 400. Guys, I had my blog for five years. I had my ESL podcast for two years, two and a half years before I got my first online client because they realized the true value and how good I was. That first student that came into my life and I taught her and coached her, she got a 114 on TOEFL IBT. You know, another girl from Spain, she thought she wasn't even going to break 80. She got 100. 
Another girl from Purdue had like 72 hours before her test. She hurry up, got a 96, boom. She got the score she needed. Now she's going off. Do you understand like that is the power? I didn't know I had that, but that had to be one of my biggest achievements because then I said, let me begin to maximize this. And then I started diving into personal development. Brenda Bashar, HBX series, as of this year, I had to go through a transformation program last year to up-level myself. I had to take away some dead weight that was literally like holding me down from really expressing and going into my, and growing into my full potential. Once I started like dropping off these bad jobs, the dead weight, the relationships that were so toxic, then I began to flourish. And now I'm correcting thesis from students around the world. I'm getting reply, I'm getting like messages from people like, hey, you know, you know my friend, you go to her gym, she's the shareholder of the gym, the CEO, part CEO, like, um, you know, my daughter, she's gonna be moving here next month. How much are your courses? Okay, how much, is okay, 500. All right, what is that, 12, uh, what is it, 20 hours? Okay, no problem. Uh, can you come teach at our condo right there in Cheat Loam? Cheat Loam is one of the most expensive real estate areas in all of Bangkok. Me hitting my monthly targets and me making a difference and me meeting people from around the world, that had to be the biggest achievement in my life. Me overcoming it. There are achievements. There are, small, there are micro wins and macro wins. We got to be able to celebrate all those micro wins because those micro wins ultimately lead us to the macro. This all began back in 2014 when I was given my first conversation class and it was the most difficult conversation class I had ever had. It was a Thomasat Hiso student who was like a complete douche, uh, was another guy that worked at, I believe, CP or PTT, but he was very straight-faced. And then there was a time, because again, we're talking seven years ago when they weren't very open to having Black people as teachers. But I grew out of that. I ended up seeing my potential doing different email workshops, although I was going up against resistance and people were looking at me like, oh, Black, Black, Black. I was still able to maintain my obvious peace of mind and understand, whoa, I created a conversation course that amassed $250,000 to this date, I believe, who knows, maybe a half a million in sales. How come I just can't do that for me online? And it took a while. But that's the goal, to make an online platform, to develop an application where people could hurry up and enroll into a class. And I'll be teaching that class, and there'll probably be about a group of five people from around the world. See, I'm telling you right now, people, the micro wins are the celebrations leading up to the macro and seeing what's happening around my, like, around my, in my world right now, around my life right now, in all areas. Because I was able to deliver on so many levels and pump out as much content as I possibly could. See, just as Miss Julie Dean was in her kitchen, I was in my condo. I was in my condo being a victim here in Bangkok. What does that mean, being a victim? Well, it was basically me being very angry and wanting to get back at these old heads that I had worked for that were telling me I weren't good enough. But in retrospect, they were actually telling me that I was the best and that I didn't deserve to be there anymore, that I wasn't maximizing my true potential. And although he said, I don't think you're as good as you say you are, he said, Arsenio, you're way better than any of us here. Why are you still in this province? Get to Bangkok and you're gonna flourish. That's what he really said. But sometimes it falls on deaf ears and we're like, okay, well, that's what I heard. But what was he really trying to say? We don't ask ourselves that question. My biggest achievement was moving here to Bangkok and taking that leap of faith. And it took me about almost a year and a half to even get a new visa. 
almost being locked out of the country, being threatened by immigration to lock me out of the country, saying, you can't keep coming in on these tourist visas. What are you doing here? Oh, blah, 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 all this ridiculousness. I hurry up and got my visa. Then I started maximizing. I started obviously having that bank project, but then that, then that bank project finally finished up as of last year. So I'm very happy about that. But, you know, other bank projects that, you know, one of them had come last year towards the end of last year and more continue to just climb more and more and more. And now it's just like, you know what? Those bank projects, like that bank project I had, that had to be one of my biggest achievements, but not to compare, but to compare to the company I have, I get paid double per hour versus that workshop. That workshop only pays me 50% of what I make per hour just training at a company now. That's called growth. Those are achievements. I can literally write down this year. This year, we are a third down all the achievements. And that's what I want you to do. Sometimes we don't know what our achievements are until someone tells us. Or until we sit down and we journal it and say, whoa, over the last 365 days, looking at my my finance, my finances and the people I had in my life last year and the jobs that I work for in my career. Whoa, I've been able to achieve an unbelievable amount in such a small amount of time. But with that came a lot of trials and tribulations. A lot of people had left my life. I had to kick out a lot of people. I had to terminate long, what, four year long relationships with people because they were just couldn't, you know, I wasn't, I didn't want to be disrespected anymore. God, there was a time where I eliminated 75% of my monthly salary because I wasn't happy with those people anymore. And guess what? That was the best thing that ever happened in my life. Look at your achievements, people. We're going to be finishing up the elementary level very, very soon. But what I want you to do is look at your achievements. And with that being said, people, thanks for tuning in to another ESL podcast. We have a hell of a lot more to get into, so stay tuned. Over and out.